Hey everyone, well, if you've been following our ministry, especially over the last few weeks, you know that we are gearing up for our overflow offering. And uh, that would have just happened this past week as you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on the podcast. And I just wanna encourage you, maybe, I don't know where you're from or where you're listening to this or watching this from, but if City Light has been a blessing to you, City Light, uh, if God has used it to speak into your life and help you and help your family and help your future, I just wanna encourage you, uh, maybe pray about sowing into this church, sowing into this city of Las Vegas and sowing into the vision that God has given us. You can go to citylightvegas.com and you can give right there. Uh, and there's a lot of options on the website. You could text to give, a lot of different things. But uh, if this church has, if God has used it to be a blessing to you, uh, why don't you get involved in the miracle of this weekend? And uh, honestly, I know that God's gonna bless you for it. And God's really gonna use it to help us move forward as we try to reach and serve and love more people in Las Vegas. God bless you. Uh, Genesis 22, this is an interesting passage of scripture because if you're a church kid, can I see all the church people like born and raised in church, been around? You know, if you're a church person, this scripture really isn't unique. Uh, it's very popular, the story of Abraham and Isaac. But if you're not a church person, it's a little crazy because God is asking Abraham to sacrifice his son. And you're like, whoa, what is this about? <laughs> well, a few things to remember. First of all, Isaac in this story is about 20 years old, so he's an adult. And secondly, God never wanted Isaac, okay? Isaac doesn't die in this story. God never wanted Isaac. God is a God of life and life more abundantly. Amen, okay? Uh, it was never about Isaac. It was about what God was doing in Abraham's heart to test him, okay? And I just want to clarify that because it had nothing to do with that. It was a, it's a picture because remember the book of Genesis is a book of beginnings. So every story in Genesis is kind of a 30, from 30,000 feet, kind of a story of faith that is absolutely relevant to our life. And so uh, trust me, you, you are Abraham tonight and you're going to go through the same test that Abraham went through. Okay. Amen. And so, uh, it's, it's a story that I want you to put yourself into and you'll see how relevant it is as we begin to read. But I just wanted to say that up front as we read so that you can understand this. Abraham, excuse me, Abraham, Genesis chapter 22, verse one. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much. Go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, watch this, which I will show you. Notice this, God gives him a place. And now for a second time, he gives him a place. The next morning, Abraham got up early, he saddled his donkey, took his two servants along with him, Isaac, then he chopped the wood for the burnt offering and he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. That's number three. Everybody say the place. Everyone say, God is speaking to me. Okay, <laughs> there, there's a little hint here, y'all. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little further. We will worship there. <laughs> and then we will come right back. So we're at number four now. So Abraham placed the wood and the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders and he himself carried the fire and the knife and the two of them walked together. Isaac turned to Abraham. He said, yo, dad, uh, I see the fire. I see the wood. Uh, where's the sheep for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Abraham answered, 
and they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place, here's number five, where God told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood, and Abraham picked up a knife to sacrifice his son. And at that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way, for now I know you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in the thorns in the thicket. So he took the ram, sacrificed it as a burnt offering. Then Abraham named the place (laughs) Yahweh Jireh or Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb on the mountain of the Lord. There's that place again. There's number seven. It will be provided. I want to preach from the subject tonight as we receive this very special and sacred offering. Precious to me, precious to God, this is not about Isaac. Turn to one person, whoever is best looking, and tell them, this is not about Isaac. Come on, tell them, this is not... This is not. (laughs) If you're married, that's a good time to flirt with your wife. And if you're single, that's a good time to let somebody know. Do you mean business? This is not about Isaac. This is not about Isaac. This is not about Isaac. Father, speak now in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. And amen and amen. Thank you, worship team. And uh, what, we had a little technical hiccup today during the praise? I thought we were going to go old school acoustic for a second there. But the Lord provided a ram in the thicket, and we made it. Praise God. All right, Zach, good to see you. Let's make this awkward. How you doing? Okay, I'll let you go. Okay. <laughs> If it's precious to me, it's precious to God. Let me, give you, let me give you our first point. If it's precious to me, it's precious to God. If it moves my heart, it moves God's heart. If it gets my attention, it gets God's attention. If it causes me to notice, it'll cause God to notice. You cannot buy a miracle. You cannot pay for the anointing. You cannot purchase the Holy Spirit. But you can sow into the kingdom and show your faith to God. And if it moves you, it'll move God. If it moves your heart, it'll move God's heart. If, it, if, it, if it's something in your heart to honor God, God will make sure to honor you. If it's significant to you, it's significant to God because God put this crazy thing in the DNA of our soul that our heart is connected to our treasure. That's why Jesus said, wherever your treasure is, your heart will follow. It's not that your treasure follows your heart. Your heart follows your treasure. And so Jesus put this thing in our soul to value finances so that whenever we sow into the kingdom, it means something very real to me. If it's precious to me, it's precious to God. And here's how Abraham said it in Genesis 22, five. He said, guys, you stay here. We're going a little further. And I wanna tell you that generosity and giving is for the believer who's ready to go a little further. 
It's for the person who's ready to take that step of faith, that person who says, I'm tired of being in the shallow end. I'm ready to go into the deep end. I'm, I'm tired of hanging around the base of the mountain. I'm ready to ascend the mountain. I'm ready, I'm ready to go higher. I'm ready to go deeper. I'm ready to go further. I'm not satisfied at my current level, and I'm not satisfied with where I've been. I'm ready to sow a seed that changes my life. I'm ready to go a little further. And I'm so grateful for this church. I'm so grateful for you because there are so many in this house who are saying, I refuse to stay where I've been. I refuse to stay in the comfort zone. I'm ready to go a little further. I've heard it said there is no traffic on the second mile. (laughs) But there's something about going that extra mile. There's something about going a little further. There's something about taking those radical steps of generosity that can radically change your life. Friend, I I don't know if you know this, but our time on earth is short. Whether you live 60 years, 100 years, or 200 years, it's that fast compared to eternity. So we better do something in our life that sets us up for the next. Because death is not the end. Death is a transition. And I want to make sure that I'm storing treasure in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy. But not only that, I want to make sure that I'm sowing seed today into God's kingdom that will impact the next generation. So that when I leave this earth, the next generation is still benefiting from my, ge- from my generosity, from my faithfulness, from my offerings, and from my sacrifice. I want to live a life that's going a little further. I heard one preacher say that YOLO is a lie. Pastor Chris Hodges said, we, we're going around saying YOLO, so we better turn up because you only live once. No, you actually live twice. It's actually YOLT. <laughs> Because when this life is over, we go to the next life. And what we do in this life affects the next life. And what we do for a short time is going to affect eternity. So I refuse to stay where I'm at. I'm ready to go a little bit further in Jesus' name. And I'll tell you, I'm real bold tonight because this is the young crowd. And I want to get this spirit of generosity on on you youngins. Because if you can learn how to be generous at 20 and at 18 and at 25 and at 23, if you can get this in your spirit right now, when you broke, one day when you're making some money, money won't be your master. You have already learned how to be in charge of it. And when you enter your 30s and 40s and you start getting into wealth, you know how to just bring that thing right to the kingdom. If it's precious to me, it's precious to God. Abraham, give your son, your only son, Isaac, your only son whom you love. Wait a minute. Time out, time out. Bible scholars, Bible scholars. Abraham had two sons. Ishmael. Hello. He had Izzy and he had Ish. Here's the thing about Ishmael. Ishmael was not a son by faith. See, Abraham was old, but everything was still working. But <laughs> if you don't know what that means, well, praise the Lord. And God said, Abraham, you're going to be a father to many nations. And Abraham said, well, okay, my, my wife's womb is dead. Um, let me help God out. God doesn't need your help. So Sarah, especially in this culture, which was a lot different than today's culture, 
Sarah said, well, I can't have a baby. Um, I guess uh, you, could, um, you could sleep with my 25-year-old little assistant. And Abraham said, girl, you hear him from the Holy Ghost. <sighs> this is a move. And, uh, and, and cause, amen. Because Abraham was a man of faith, but he was still a man. Come on, somebody. All the ladies are mad. I ain't Abraham. Don't get mad at me. I only sleep with one woman. All right, chill. <laughs> Y'all mad at me? It's Abraham. So Abraham slept with their nanny, basically their assistant, their, their in-house servant, and had a son with, with her. But that son was not the son by faith. It's not that God did not love Ishmael. God blessed Ishmael. God loved Ishmael. And Abraham loved Ishmael. But Isaac was the son of promise by which the lineage was going to go forth. So you got to understand every time you give, there's going to be an option to give Ishmael or to give Isaac. So it's offering time and you look in your purse or your wallet and, and you got a $1 bill. It's Ishmael. Amen. The $1 bill. And you, and you know you need to give, and you got a $100 bill, that's Isaac, amen, because that's what's precious to you. And, and you're looking at both of them, and you're going, Lord, you know my heart, Jesus. You know my heart, Jesus. And Ishmael's there going, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Dad, dad, dad. <laughs> and you give Ishmael, and it doesn't really hurt, and it doesn't really get your attention, and it's not really sacred or precious. And it, and it, it pats you on the back because you did something. Yeah, I helped that preacher. I'd have gave something in the offering. But it doesn't move you. And Isaac's in there going, I'm your only son. You love me. We're, I, I'm the son of your promise. You, can't, you need me. You need me. And you're going, I do need you. I do need you. You're right. I need you. And you're talking to money. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but if it's not precious to you, it won't get God's attention. Because God doesn't need a tip. God needs faith. And God doesn't respect cute, safe obedience. God accepts and God respects radical faith. God did not want Isaac's life. Can I see this? God wanted Abraham's heart. This was not about Isaac. God was testing Abraham. That's what verse one said. This was never about Isaac. This is never about money. It's about the deep part of who you are. So at 22 years old, when we were getting married, my wife and I, she was 20, I was 22. I don't know what we were thinking. <laughs> I don't think we were thinking, I think. Well, anyway, so uh, <laughs> I was 22. So um, we, we had $3,000. It was everything. It was everything. I don't know if 3,000 is a lot to you or not a lot to you. It was everything to us because it was everything we had. And we sowed it when we started our marriage. And we started our marriage on the day we said I do, we had zero in our bank account. Because I felt like the Lord said, why don't you start this marriage off believing me for something supernatural? Why don't you refuse to let $3,000 be a lot. 
Don't be afraid of three grand, Jabin. I'm not saying that's not a lot. That's very significant. But I'm saying I knew where God was taking us and I knew that I could not let a number scare me. And I knew it wasn't enough to be our harvest, so I made it my seed. And we gave it. And I didn't wake up the next morning to a hundredfold return and I didn't wake up the next morning to a new... Uh, Rolls Royce and I didn't wake up the next morning to a check and I didn't wake up the next morning to I woke up the next morning my life looked the same but my heart was different my faith got bigger my mindset got bigger my heart got bigger because Proverbs eleven twenty four says the world of the generous is getting larger and larger. That's not just talking about the outward stuff. The very core of who I am got bigger in that moment. Because I refuse to let three grand intimidate me. I refuse to let that be a mountain in my life that says, well, that's a lot. I refuse to say, you are not the boss of me. You're not my master. You're, you're not big to me. You're actually small to me. So I'm gonna make you my seed. I refuse to let 3,000 be a harvest. And I gave it and it was everything. And I'm not encouraging anyone to give everything from their bank account, trust me. Because you better hear from heaven. But it unlocked my thinking and it took my faith to the next level. And that day, the fear of poverty, the fear of being broke, the fear of money, the fear of lack, the, the, the small thinking about money, it all broke. I've never feared lack. I've never feared. I've just, I've just always been able to believe from that, mo from that moment because on that day, I took authority over money. It was precious to me. It was precious to God. And God changed me. Number two, my offering is worship. My offering is worship. Abraham said, verse five, we will worship and we will come right back. This is the first time worship is mentioned in the, in the scriptures. Notice that the first time worship is mentioned there is no piano, there is no guitar, there is no drums, there is no cymbals, there is no trumpet, there is no shofar, there is no clapping, there is no shouting, there is no dancing, there is no rolling around on the floor, there is no speaking in tongues, there is no chill bumps, there is sacrifice because real worship is my life. I've heard it said worship is more than a song, it's a lifestyle and I wanna say worship is this. Worship is any moment when you consciously give with love, excuse me, when you consciously with love in your heart give Jesus lordship. Worship is any moment when you consciously with love in your heart give Jesus lordship. It's that moment where you want to take charge and instead you let the Holy Spirit take charge. That's worship. When you want to say something and instead you stay quiet, that's worship. <laughs> When you want to fight back and instead you let the Lord fight your battles, that's worship. Uh, when you want to be salty and you choose to be sweet, that's worship. 
when you choose not to sin in your anger, when you choose to be self-controlled, when you choose love over lust, when you choose honor, when you want to show dishonor, that's worship. Worship is the moment that with love in my heart, this is not religion or fear, it's with love in my heart, I consciously give Jesus lordship in the moment. That is worship. And when that becomes a lifestyle, that becomes a lifestyle of worship. And then my singing is just a big amen to the life I'm already living. Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with your wealth. Worship the Lord with your wealth. Did did y'all notice that Abraham said, we are gonna go worship? Watch me. Not I'm gonna worship and Isaac's gonna watch. We're gonna worship. In the same way that Zach can get on this piano and worship with the piano or Brandon can get on the guitar and worship with the guitar as an instrument. In that moment, they take that instrument and they use it as an instrument of praise to exalt the Lord, right? In the same way, when I give, I'm making that money an instrument of praise unto the Lord. Are y'all hearing me? Because Abraham said, we're gonna worship. And when you sow, you end the thing you're sowing, become worship to the Lord. That's why David said in, in 1 Chronicles 29, consecrate your gift unto the Lord. That's the same thing that the priest would do when they would consecrate themselves unto the Lord for service. He said, in other words, make your money supernatural, spiritual, godly, and, and use it for the kingdom. Consecrate it unto the Lord. It becomes holy in that moment. You give it a mission in that moment. I worship the Lord with giving. All the church people, again, I saw your hands earlier. Y'all remember when when you were raised in church, people would say this right out of worship, someone would come up, well, we're gonna continue worship now with our giving, praise the Lord. Come on, any Pentecostals, you you get the wave? We're gonna continue with our worship, praise God. Okay. It's cheesy and it's true. It's totally true. And I think we've heard it so much, we miss it. We do. We worship the Lord with our giving. And it's powerful. After David received the largest offering in all of Scripture, 1 Chronicles 29, verse 20, he received the largest offering ever ever given in in Scripture, something upwards of eight, nine billion dollars in one offering to build Solomon's temple. David personally gave 3.8 billion to the temple. Homeboy was rolling. <sighs> David could have owned Amazon. Come on, somebody. David has some money. And after he gave, here's what he said. The people gave, and then he said, come on, guys. Let's give praise to the Lord. And the entire assembly praised the Lord, the God of their ancestors. <laughs> and they bowed down, and they knelt before the Lord and the king, and they worshiped God. Because my offering is worship. Lastly, my offering is an invitation for supernatural provision. Somebody say amen. Amen. My offering is an invitation for supernatural provision. And Abraham looked up. This is Genesis 22, 13, and 14, please. Abraham looked up and he saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram, he sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. And Abraham called the place Yahweh 
Yaira, which means the Lord will provide, or Jehovah Jireh. Please notice, please catch this, please catch this. He called the place Jehovah Jireh. Seven times we see God leading him to a place. Because there is guaranteed provision in the place God has called you to be. And you leave that place, see, because God's a God of people, he's a God of seasons, and he's a God of places. That'll change your life. That will absolutely change your life. Like the moment the Holy Ghost told us to plant this church in Vegas, all of a sudden, Newport Beach, Newport Beach, Newport Beach (laughs) became terrible. How you live in Newport Beach and you're not happy? Because it wasn't our place anymore. Oh, I felt that right through my bones. How'd you leave Newport Beach and move to the desert? Because this is my place. And I don't call it Vegas. This is Jehovah Jireh. Uh, Abraham renamed Mount Moriah. He said, y'all can call it Mount Moriah. Y'all can call it Sin City. This is my Jehovah Jireh. Because the place of obedience becomes the place of abundance. The place of worship becomes the place of overflow. The place of surrender becomes the place of miracles. The place of sowing becomes the place of reaping. And the place of faith becomes the place of reward. And I declare this place... Jehovah Jireh. Come on, somebody say amen. Shout to God right now. Look at verse 9. Verse 9 says this. When they arrived at the place God had told him to go. I believe every believer needs a place to go. It doesn't have to be city light. But you better find a place. And the place you go is the place you sow. I'm not trying to rhyme, but it fell right. And the place you sow is the place you sacrifice. And the place you sacrifice is the place you can see supernatural provision. If, if, if this is your place, awesome. If it's not your place, find a place. A lot of amazing churches in, in this city. Amazing. Find a place. Like if, if over this last month you've been hearing these messages and you've been praying and you can genuinely say, Jabin, I don't feel led by the Holy Spirit to give, I would tell you this probably isn't your place. That's okay. Are you telling me to leave your church? No, no, no. It's, well, first of all, it's not mine. Amen. Amen. I tell people that. I, I see people almost every day now. It's kind of scary. <sighs> I need to start showering before I leave the house, you know, because I always see people. I saw someone at Target the other day. I go to your church. I said, it's not mine. It's ours. Oh, well, yeah, 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 you know. But if this is your church, you should give. If it's not your church, find a church that you go and find a church where you sow and find a church where you sacrifice and find a church where you reap from. But, but, this, but see, this is not the place that I attend nor the place that I just work at. This is the place I pastor. This is my home church. This is my place. This is my Jehovah Jireh. You need a Jehovah Jireh. 
Abraham, listen to me, Abraham forever had a place. Come on up, Zach. Abraham forever had a place. Notice me, notice this. Every time he walked the hills, he could look up at Mount Moriah and go, that's my place. That's my Jehovah Jireh. Hey, Isaac, remember that? That's Jehovah Jireh. I can go back to the bush. I can go back to the rock. I can remember the smell of the dirt. I can remember the smell of the fire. I remember the voice of the angel. That's my Jehovah Jireh. That's my place. That's my place. You got to have a place, and this can be your place. Your Jehovah Jireh. I have no doubt for every giver in this house, you'll be able to say, City Light is your Jehovah Jireh. Amen. And you know what? One day we'll leave this building and you'll, be, you'll come back in this parking lot maybe to go eat at Buffalo Wild Wings or no judgment. Maybe you'll be going over to Lee's. <laughs> and you'll pull up and you'll say, that's my Jehovah Jireh. That little building, that little 6,000 square foot little shoebox, that little place, that's where I met Jesus. That's where I got my faith back, my fire back, my joy back, my praise back, my prayer back, my shout back, my dance back. That was where I got my dream back. That's where I got my word from the Lord. That's where I got healed. That's where I got touched. That's where I got mended. That's where my family got put back together. That's where I got my dream restored. That's where I fell in love with Jesus again. That's where I met my community of faith. That's my Jehovah Jireh. I know it looks like a little storefront, but it's not just a storefront. It is Jehovah Jireh. I declare this place is Jehovah Jireh. And Abraham said, we will go. We will worship. Watch me. And we will come back. Because it wasn't about Isaac. <laughs> you know, when you sow that money, it doesn't leave your life. It leaves your hand but it doesn't leave your life. Last week I talked about those tomato seeds. You go buy some tomato seeds today. You go buy yourself a little thing and you go outside and you put those tomato seeds in the ground and you know what? You don't need to buy more tomato seeds because those tomato seeds didn't live your life. didn't leave your life. They left your hand, but now they're working towards a harvest. And when I sow finances into the kingdom, that money doesn't leave my life. It leaves my present, goes into my future, and is now preparing a harvest underground that I can't see yet, but at the right time. Galatians chapter 6, in due season, I will reap if I faint not. So I don't uproot the seeds and look for it. Where are the tomatoes? There ain't none of that, dog. Don't faint. Don't quit on it. Let the seed do its work. Let the soil do its work. Let the water do the work. And here's what God said. You sow, you water, but you let me do the increase. Take your hand off of it and let me do what I do. And not only did Abraham come off the mountain with Isaac, but he came off with a new appreciation. Where's your harvest? Did you wake up the next morning to a helicopter, a plane? A, uh, no. You wanted, you wanted to see my harvest? Look around. 
Hey! Come on up, y'all. This is my harvest. 80 salvations in the last three weeks. This is my harvest. 42 baptisms last month. This is my harvest. My wife and I love each other. That's my harvest. I love you. A lot of y'all love me. That's my harvest. Come on, encourage your pastor. Amen. Y'all love me. That's my harvest. Will it show up financially? Totally. In, in due season, I think some of that finance is still on the ground. Because see, Isaac, it, if you really live by faith, Isaac will keep popping up. Yeah. And there's another offering. And there's another step of faith. And uh, I, I have no doubt. I don't take credit for it, but I have no doubt that what we're experiencing today is directly connected to that seed two years ago. No doubt. And I could have, and I could have easily taken it and tithed on it. But the Lord said, make it a seat. So I made it a seat. There's like a click that's so loud. I don't know what's going on here. Plug in your ears, guys. Or do something. Your ears are too loud. You're going to blow your ears out with that noise. Sorry. And so, we made it a scene. So I just want to tell you tonight, whatever you give, whatever you sow, God's going to bless you for it. And you're going to be able to look back on today. Here's what you're going to say. It's my Jehovah Jireh. my Jehovah Jireh. I've told you for a month now, I'm not telling you what to give. I'm just asking you to give and I'm asking you to ask God what to give. And tonight, I just want you to know that what you sow is worship. What you sow is sacred and what you sow is supernatural. And God is going to bless you for your giving. I want you to grab that seed in your hand. Some of you have already given. Maybe just grab your card. Maybe even just grab your phone. Some of you have given online. You've given by text. You've given, but just whatever, whatever you can, grab something in your hand to just symbolically hold it before the Lord. I'd ask, uh, besides our hosts who are moving, just ask everyone to stick around until the very end. Hold that seat in your hand. Hold your phone in your hand, whatever it might be. And I declare in the name of Jesus that you are blessed. I declare that we are the children of Abraham and that according to Galatians 3.13, we have that same blessing of Abraham. I declare we are blessed with supernatural provision, miraculous abundance, undeniable answers to prayer and overflow, overflow, overflow in every area of our life. I declare closed doors are opening, hard hearts are softening, miracles are happening and you will testify of the goodness of God. I declare that you will enter 2020 saying only God could do what has been done. To God be the glory in Jesus' name. Father, bless every seed sown. May this be a Jehovah Jireh moment in our lives.
in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen and amen.